Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Ohioan Podcast. Craig Shop with Bob Garber, our New York City film critic. Bob, you're here, so that means we get to talk about movies today. So I'm very excited about that. I'm sure you are, too. How are you doing today on this holiday week? I'm doing wonderfully. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, obviously, Tuesday. yeah, Thanksgiving is uh, is upon us. Um, obviously, that means uh, holiday releases are coming out uh, in droves. This week, we have a couple of new ones. We have Ghostbusters Afterlife as our first film. Um, a lot of hype around this as they were uh, sort of going back to the, the original after the, I think it was the 2016 reboot with the all-female cast. Uh, this time, we have a sort of a natural reboot of the old-school 1980s-style Ghostbusters. Jason Reitman directing. He is the son of Ivan Reitman, who directed the Ghostbusters movies. Bob, did we really need a Ghostbusters sequel or reboot or whatever you want to call this film? It's a it's a sequel. I mean, it it continues okay. the um, the the storyline of the uh, of the first two movies, and um, yeah, I mean, everybody, all the major living cast members, and actually, well, I should say all the major cast members from the. Uh, from the 80s movies i uh, have cameos here as the characters it's not um it's not unrelated cameos like it was in the 2016 movie sure but, now, uh, yeah tell us a little bit about this movie what is it about how does it kind of continue the story while maybe making it new um it follows uh the uh daughter and her two kids of uh of egon spengler played of course by the late harold ramus in the uh in the 80s movies sure. Um, his daughter Callie, uh, played by Carrie Coon, and uh, her her kids, played by Finn Wolfhard of Stranger Things, and McKenna Grace, who uh, who also sings a song about uh, haunted houses over the over the credits of the movie. Okay. But uh, but yeah, especially the the Grace character, she um, you know finds a way to she's she loves science and she's uh, finds a way to get into a new series of ghost adventures. Uh, I guess uh, continuing on some of the work that her grandfather started. Well, obviously, uh, Paul Rudd also uh, makes an appearance in this film. Um, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, sort of like, you, as you said, the original cast. Uh, sure, Annie Potts. Yeah. Um, you know, was this... Was this one of those unnecessary sequels? Uh, was this just a cash grab, or did this actually turn out to be a, a nice little uh, hidden gem maybe here over the holidays? The answer to that question is kind of a mixed bag. Okay. Um, I don't think it was necessary. However, the things that it does right is is continue on the legacy of the, uh, the 80s movies because a lot of the original material d doesn't work here. Um, not, not the special effects, um, not a lot of the, not a lot of the fan service. Uh, there's, there's an Easter egg in pretty much every corner of this movie. Uh, some sort of reference to either the original or some eighties movie that, that Jason Reitman obviously loves. Right. Um, and the humor, uh, doesn't work. Um, you know, I was, you know, I, I never have my phone on during these movies, but I would have been checking my watch. If uh, <laughs> if I were one, 
Uh, but what it does, what it does do right, the one thing it does do right is, um, is it has a heart that uh, pays tribute to both Harold Ramis and the original films. Okay. Well, obviously, I think a lot of people, you know, decided to check this one out because whether it be nostalgia or just you know getting out of the house, about a forty-four million dollar box office take for it over the weekend. Uh, does does this kind of show that maybe this could be a, a franchise in the making, sort of a rebooted franchise, or is this maybe? Do you think maybe more of a one-off? Uh, I wasn't expecting it to to do as well as forty-four million dollars. Um, I my guess would have been a, a one-off, but um, you know, based on that weekend and based on you know, it probably it's probably going to continue to have some good business over the holiday weekend coming sure. up here. Um, so if it does well enough, uh, we'll see. We'll see if we want to continue things with the the uh, Grace and Coon and Rudd and Wolfhard characters. Okay. Well, obviously some competition as the holiday season continues. There will be a major competition at the box office, but a pretty good opening weekend for it nonetheless. What is your final grade, Bob, for this film? I gave it a C. Um, I was originally going to give it a C- minus because the humor is... is just so flat uh but then i realized that that was the grade i gave to uh clifford the big red dog last week <laughs> and uh and this movie is at least better than that right. so so i didn't feel like it was it was appropriate to give them the same grade so i i bumped this one up to a c on kind of a curve okay <laughs> all right well hopefully our next film is a little bit better we kind of change course here and go into more of the biopic range uh will smith stars as Richard Williams, the father of Venus and Serena, of course, the tennis pros who uh, have essentially changed the game forever in women's tennis uh, here in the uh, King Richard film that you can both see in theaters or on HBO Max. Uh, Bob, what did you think here of King Richard? This is another one of those Oscar bait kind of uh, movies for Will Smith's performance. What did you think of this film? I, I, I liked it as a biopic. Uh, of the Williams sisters. Uh, I do not see Will Smith winning an Oscar for this. I know he's heavily projected to be the winner, um, but I was I was not blown away by his performance. Uh, the voice he uses, um, the syntax doesn't seem lived in. It doesn't seem like he uh, talks in this voice naturally. Uh, Richard Williams, uh, I'm sure, uses this uh, this voice. I say this voice. It's it's more of a syntax where uh, he can't really keep track of plurals very well. Right. Um, and Will Smith emulates that, but you can tell he's been emulating that for exactly as long as he's been filming this movie, and and in no way before that. Okay. Um, just um just 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 didn't go for the for the syntax he's using. And, um, you know, as a, as a biopic of the Williams sisters, it's fine. Um, you know, the young actresses do a great job. Do you think that even though maybe, okay, we know Smith is maybe a shoe in for a nomination, could win. Do you feel like he deserves that spot on one of those five actors that will be nominated here come next year? I, I don't know who all he's going to be competing against, but um, I, I would try to find somebody somebody other than him to uh, that I would call Oscar worthy. Right. Well, this is maybe unless, sort of unless it turns out to be a maybe a really really slow year, but I don't I don't right. see that. Right. 
Well, this is really one of those uh, rare biopics where we we do get obviously a story with the, the sisters. Obviously, they're the the two that are most well known because of their tennis prowess. But here we get a, a sort of an origin of where they came from and who sort of helped mold them. And so it's a little bit of a different biopic in that sense where we're getting sort of the character behind the scenes that's making them the tennis stars they become. Were you surprised that maybe this this movie was was focused maybe equally or more so on, on Richard Williams as opposed to the sisters? Do you feel like it kind of does them a disservice that they weren't more you know prevalent and this wasn't their movie exclusively or maybe more their movie and a little bit less of uh, Richard Williams' movie? Well, I mean, I can't say I'm surprised given the title and given right, that, right. Uh, and, and given that uh, you know Will Smith is a higher caliber box office draw than the actresses playing the Williams sisters. Sure. Uh, so I guess so I can't say I was surprised. Um, I, I um, would have liked to have seen uh, maybe the ratio be a little more, a little more Williams sisters, a little less, a little less Richard Williams. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, you know, about a $5 million box office for King Richard this weekend. Um, obviously, it does probably share a little bit of that, uh, you know, cut into the box office with its HBO Max release as well. But, uh, you know, Bob, we were uh, talking last week about this week's movie slate, and King Richard was one of those. And you had suggested maybe we do a list of uh, our, our favorite sports movies of all time. Um, I know you don't have the, the fuller list uh, that I do, so I'm going to go first and um, you can kind of mention some of yours on, uh, that maybe that you were thinking about and including on a list. And then maybe we can just talk about some some other sports movies, because yeah. you know, at first you kind of think maybe there aren't too many sports movies out there. But I'm a sports fan, so I try to watch as many sports movies as possible. Um, so I was easily, I think, able to, to, to figure out a top five for myself and probably had a few on the outside looking in that could have easily made a spot on there. Uh, but number five on my list is Moneyball. Uh, this was a, a real surprise for me. Uh, the, the movie tells the story about Billy Bean, the Oakland Athletics general manager, uh, and how he's uh, forced to assemble a baseball team on one of the lowest budgets in Major League Baseball history. Um, and it stars Brad Pitt, Robin Wright, Jonah Hill, directed by Bennett Miller, who has seemed to found a, you know a nice little stroke of genius in his uh, biopic uh, films. And I think he does right here as well. Multiple Oscar nominations, which is sort of rare for a sports drama, uh, unless it's really good. So, you know, the Academy really uh, gravitated towards this. Brad Pitt was fantastic as Billy Bean. Uh, Jonah Hill was fantastic in a supporting work. But one of the things I liked about this film is it kind of gave the inside look, the inner workings of a baseball franchise and how things, you know, the the give and take between general manager and the manager on the field and uh, the interaction between the general manager and the owner and Brad Pitt was fantastic in this film. And it really, it also incorporates that family drama that he was going, that Billy Bean was going through at the time as well. So for me, Moneyball was a fantastic little film, kind of a surprise for me. I didn't really expect it to be an Oscar caliber film. Um, and it really kind of uh, cemented itself that way for me. Uh, as being one of the best sports movies I've seen, especially in recent memory, too. Um, number four on my list is The Wrestler. Uh, I guess we could maybe debate whether or not <clears throat> people believe wrestling is a sport or not. I believe it is. It's athletic. It's it's athletic. Um, 
drama, if you will. It's 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 like watching a, a physical play go on. And I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan, so the wrestler kind of hit home for me. Um, Darren Aronofsky directs this extremely gritty, dark tale of a of a wrestler past his prime, independent, had a little bit of a cup of coffee at the big league level, if you will. But Mickey Rourke really hit this one out of the park. This is a film that he was able to get after doing Sin City to really kind of get back into the spotlight of acting. Um, he gives a just a heart-wrenching performance as Randy the Ram Robinson, um, sort of like the Hulk Hogan in that uh, world of film. Uh, just a huge superstar, the most overstar in, in the world. And um, Mickey Rourke was just so devastatingly great in this film. And the, the film was so gritty, down to earth, told a great story. Darren Aronofsky... I don't know that Darren Aronofsky has ever cared about wrestling or loved wrestling, but you wouldn't know that by watching The Wrestler, in my opinion. It was just a fantastic film. Uh, agreed. Uh, let me just add one thing. Uh, sure. The movie has a great cast. Uh, Mickey Rourke, Marissa Tomei. Yeah, Evan Rachel um, Wood. But, uh, but my favorite cast member is um, toward the end of the movie when he goes to a uh, show in New Jersey to see R-Truth wrestle. Um, you can see somebody in the crowd uh, who is an extremely handsome young man wearing a tie-dye t-shirt um, that I believe was my favorite tie-dye t-shirt at the time. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, you can see me in the background of a shot of, uh, of the wrestler. Now was that it was that a situation where you were an extra or were were they just physically No, I just ha I just happened to be at that show anyway. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Well, I you know, Bob, I where's your IMDb credit on that one, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, Bob, we can both say that you're in a great movie because The Wrestler yeah. is a terrific terrific film. I really love that movie. Um it was a pleasant surprise and I shouldn't have expected less from Darren Aronofsky because he's a great director, but he really handled that material very well. And it really, um, you know, cause some people might've thought, well, maybe he's going to make fun of wrestling in this. He really doesn't. I mean, he really honors the sports entertainment aspect and the, uh, the physicality of it and, you know, sort of what it can make you do. I mean, can, what it can do to you. Um, it's just a terrific film. Um, my th uh, third film on the list is million dollar baby. Um, boxing, I think boxing movies are probably the easiest to translate to sports movies. Uh, Rocky, another movie that could have made my list, but didn't quite make my list. It just seems like boxing is able to translate better than any sport out there. Um, it also helps too, when you have a master like Clint Eastwood directing a terrific performance like Hillary Swank, Eastwood and Morgan Freeman also make up the cast as well. But I mean, this is really just a, a tour de force performance by Hillary Swank in, in its emotional roller coaster ride. It is, it is one of those movies where, you know, it's not always easy to watch because it can be very heartbreaking at times, but it's also something that you're, you're better for watching it in the movie industry. It's a terrific film. The boxing's well shot, well crafted. The acting is just top notch first rate. This is a great boxing movie and it would be the greatest boxing movie have it not been for my number two on the list, which is Raging Bull. A, yeah. Yes, Raging Bull. Um, I, you know, we've talked about Martin Scorsese, I don't know how many times, Bob. Um, and obviously, Robert De Niro, this is a, you know, 
world-famous performance as Jake LaMotta, the famous boxer. Uh, maybe most famous uh, De Niro is for putting on all the weight to play LaMotta uh, towards his later years. Um, but this is just one of those Scorsese gems that really arguably is his best movie. You could probably argue this or Goodfellas or one of any other movie. I mean, you could just pick a Scorsese movie at this point. But Goodfellas may, or, you know, Goodfellas and Raging Bull, my two favorite Scorsese movies. And uh, Raging Bull is just an absolute gem of a film. Love watching this life story. I mean, you know, I think the, the one th common denominator between these movies is these movies are about sports, but they're way more about life and, and just how that intersects with sports and how they just interact with each other and how one thing can make the other thing better or worse. And in this case, uh, you know, Raging Bull is no exception to that. Million Dollar Baby as well. Uh, but yeah, Million Dollar Baby, not quite the best boxing movie, only because, in my opinion, Raging Bull is. Uh, that is number two on my list. Now, number one on my list is uh, a complete curveball. I'm going with a documentary, Hoop Dreams. I don't know if you've ever seen Hoop Dreams, Bob, but it is uh, it is a documentary worth watching. 1994, uh, the film stars, well, not stars, I shouldn't say, but it follows the lives of William Gates and Arthur Agee, a couple of Chicago kids who are trying to get out of the inner city, go on to college, make better lives for themselves. And this movie just absolutely is heartbreaking to watch. Um, it started out not really as a two-hour and 50-minute movie. It started out a lot smaller than that, a little less scope and scale. But Steve James continued to follow these young kids around for a number of years and realized that he had something special on his hand. And it's very criminal that this film did not win Best Documentary Oscar. It is just an absolute gut-wrenching story of how the inner city can swallow you up and how it's devastatingly challenging to maybe get out of the inner city, even if you are a basketball star. Uh, this movie is, in my opinion, required viewing for documentary fans, even if you're not a sports fan, because it's just more about life than it is about sports in general. And uh, if you're a basketball fan, you've got to watch this. If you're a sports movie fan, this is also required viewing. So, Bob, those are my five on the list. Other movies that could have made the list, Bull Durham, the Kevin Costner movie uh, that depicts minor league baseball is a terrific film. Field of Dreams is also another one of those movies that certainly could have gotten on there, another Kevin Costner baseball movie. Um, I'm a big fan of the 1977 movie Slapshot as well, uh, the hockey movie uh, detailing the minor league uh some of the fun things that go on at minor league uh, hockey games. Uh, so those are some of mine. Uh, Bob, what do you have on uh, on your list here? Well, um, I probably would have had uh, Rocky um, and or Creed uh, somewhere on the, the list. Um, I mean, uh, Rocky with, with Stallone is a classic and, yeah. uh, and it can, and it, uh, did a really good job of continuing uh, the the story uh, decades later. Uh, unlike Ghostbusters Afterlife, it did a really good job of right. continuing with the uh, with the Best Picture nominated and um, Best Supporting Actor nominated Creed several decades later. Sure. Um, I like um, I like Cool Runnings. I like the uh, the okay, yeah. bobsled movie. That's more. That's more. Um, you know, a pick from childhood that if I were to see it again today, probably wouldn't hold up. 
but uh, I liked I liked that sport or I liked that movie when I was younger and good on them making a movie about a sport that you know I haven't cared about in the slightest before <laughs> right. or since but but that movie made me care about uh, bobsledding for a while and uh, 42 the Jackie Robinson biopic yeah. gave us Chadwick Boseman yeah yeah um, that's a yeah, very good pick yeah very, really good movie from uh, from 2013 there yeah. Um, it's interesting that with your number one pick, you um, you mentioned the journey to get out of the inner city because really? King Richard, it, that goes back into King Richard where uh, the Williams family is um, in Compton and almost near poverty. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and they, they rise to, uh, to get out of that. Um, speaking of King Richard, um, I, I give it a B minus. Okay. Uh, to uh, to close things out with King Richard, oh, sure. uh, you'll you'll at, you'll at least be rooting for them. Yeah. Uh, at least the sisters. Uh, maybe not, maybe not Richard Williams so much with as flawed as he is. Right. But, uh, he's he's clearly a loving father. So so there's that to root for, and uh, they make um. Kind of the. Kind of an interesting choice uh, as far as which tournament to end on. I mean, Venus Williams has had so many milestones in her career that, you know, there are so many games and tournaments that, that they could have ended this movie on. And the right. one that they pick, uh, I think, is a really good decision. Just just the choice in and of itself. Okay. Well, um We've we've made it through another week here, Bob. It's it's obviously holiday week. What do you've got coming up next week? I know the holiday season is upon us, and movies are going to be coming out left and right. What do we have for next week? Uh, next week, uh, House of Gucci, uh, which okay. is has uh, at least four Oscar winners in the cast. Yeah, and, uh, yeah at least four winner Oscar winners in the cast. Uh, Encanto, uh, okay. Disney movie that I've been looking forward to for a long time sure. with uh, with. The new songs by Lynn Manuel Miranda, right, and uh, uh, the new Resident Evil movie. Oh, with uh, yeah, there's there's a new Resident Evil movie, and that one I do not believe uh, has original songs by Lynn Manuel. <laughs> so uh, so that's what I'll be looking at next week. All right, well, sounds like another full slate, Bob. We definitely appreciate it. Thanks so much for stopping by. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, and we will see you next week with more movies. Happy Thanksgiving. This uh, this is the highlight of my week.